0: Like, she went through the line with all of her teammates, and when it was her turn for someone from the WIAA to put a medal over her neck, they shook their head no, and they didn't do it.
1: Uh, well, I'm glad you guys that's are covering That's petty,
0: it. that's vengeful, and that's BS from the WIAA.
2: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano.
1: 11 minutes after 6 this Friday morning, Vince Petrano and Michelle Richards in the house. Eric is off today. Great to have you, Michelle. Thanks. Fun to be here again. annual Big Gig Summerfest underway already. This is one of my sayings. I don't know if you ever heard me say this, but if you pay full price to get into Summerfest, you just didn't try very hard. Nope, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) Here's what they're offering today. It's Children's Fest Day. Our news partners at TMJ4. Discounted food and beverage items until 3 o'clock. And nothing to bring, nothing to wear, nothing to show. You just get in free from noon until three o'clock today. I told you Thursday that I was gonna be judging the Johnsonville Top Your Brat contest as Summerfest kicked off on its opening day. Good news here, no controversy, very clear winner.
2: And the grand finale of the winner,
0: it wasn't even close. Oh boy! By, <laughs> by a landslide.
1: By a landslide, Michelle. So which one was this? Okay, the Northern Walking Brat, the winner out of some 270 entries. And the contest was pick three toppings and then a wrap of sorts. Didn't have to be a bun. Could be a whatever. How are are you delivering this brat to Mm -hmm. your mouth? okay? Okay, The winning entry was this brat wrapped in a tortilla topped with queso, pico de gallo, and crushed Fritos. I was entirely prepared not to like this.
3: Well, it sounds like there's a lot of textures going on, which yes. would make it really interesting.
1: I thought it was good. And one of the one of the metrics on our sort of rubric by which we judged was, you know, this is a, a an item that they want to sell at Summerfest. So you're walking around maybe. Mm-hmm. So ease of delivery. Right. Right. Less mess. All of that. Totally delivered on that. And it also impressed the man at the top of the food chain, the Sausage King, owner of Johnsonville, Ralph Steyer. Well, tell me why you picked the, the, the. we all picked the walking brat. Well, I picked the walking, I love Fritos,
0: okay? It paired really well with the brat, it was crunchy, it was a very tidy yeah. sandwich, you didn't have to worry about stuff falling out and all
2: that, so if you're walking around with a beer in one hand and a, and a sandwich in the other, it's perfect, you know, it really lends itself to the Wisconsin way of life.
1: I know folks always ask you, what should I put on my brat, you've got a great response for that question. The best thing to put on a Johnson LeBron is your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> as far as you're concerned, who cares what they do with it? Right? I, I, whatever, however you want to do it, it's great. Because everybody's
0: different. We found that out today. Everybody likes different stuff. That's why I always say, I don't tell you what to do. Just just do it with Johnson LeBron.
3: There you go, Ralph. I like it. <laughs> Awesome. Now can I buy this if I go to Summerfest? So this men this item will
1: be on the menu at Johnsonville's Somerville stage on the north end of the grounds next year for Summerfest. Because okay. they didn't know which one was going to win. Right. And you can't just, you know, pop over to the uh-huh. store and try to stock up on stuff. So they, they want to be prepared to Costco to handle the mass and... influx of people <laughs> who want the northern walking brought. But you could try it at home. I could. I heard from a number of people on social media when I posted that this was the winner. They're like, ooh, we're trying that this weekend.
3: Yeah, I could make that.
1: Is there another way that your family typically enjoys the bratwurst, Michelle?
3: Uh, grilled. We like classic grilled brat. Grilled and whatever on it, right? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised there wasn't more bacon in these
1: entries. Or maybe uh, there was, true. but they didn't make it to they the They narrowed top. it down to three, Okay. right, and there was no bacon in any of the three. The northern walking brat, as I said, will be on the menu at Summerfest, the Johnsonville-Somerville stage in 2024.
0: The best thing to put on a Johnsonville brat is
2: your teeth.
1: Brandon Snyde has sports next.
2: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's one call. That's all sports desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks officially began their new era under head coach Adrian Griffin last night. Milwaukee entered the night with just one selection, number 58th overall. But they didn't just stop there. They moved up to number 36 in a trade with Orlando as the Magic received the Bucks 2030 second-round pick and cash considerations, and with that selection, the Bucks took UConn guard Andre Jackson Jr. He impacts winning. He's a multi-positional defender, super athletic, and I would call him a wing playmaker. He's a great passer, and especially in transition, uh, he finds people and makes, he makes a lot of wow plays, but his passing is next level. Uh, he rebounds his position, he's a great athlete, he proved that in the Combine. ESPN's Jay Billis with the breakdown on Jackson Jr., who helped UConn win the NCAA championship earlier this season. Like I said before, that wasn't the only pick for the Bucs, as they also selected Chris Livingston out of Kentucky with that 58th selection, the final pick in the draft. From the NBA to baseball, as the Milwaukee Brewers will begin a 10-game road trip that begins tonight in Cleveland to take on the Guardians Coverage of that game gets underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 535. Wayne Miley expected to be on the mound for the brew crew. Lastly, former Marquette star and NBA champion Dwayne Wade will headline the league's 2023 Hall of Fame introduction. Being called a Hall of Famer, though, is something new for the three-time NBA champ. Man, it sounds good hearing you say those words. Um, You know, you guys know, man, when I was in college, I always watched you guys talk about us playing. I didn't watch the the ESPN or whatever we were on. I always watched Homer, you know, I always watched George, and I listened to you guys. So I wanted you guys' approval, and I wanted you guys to to realize and know how good I was. So to hear the words come out of your mouth, man, that sounds good. Wade joining Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee Thursday afternoon. The Hall of Fame is set to enshrine Dwayne Wade on August 11th and 12th. Coming up, the
1: search for those missing explorers at the wreck of the Titanic site now presumed dead. It captivated the world. Why experts weighing in now say this never should have happened. That story next
4: i'm not aware of too many things i know what i know if you know what i mean
1: 621 on wisconsin's morning news this friday morning and this morning some comfort perhaps In knowing that the victims on board that ill-fated sub visiting the wreck of the Titanic likely did not suffer, did not sit for days, slowly running out of air and time. That was the worst. Michelle Richards is in for uh, Eric this morning. I think that was the worst part about it for days, Michelle, as we covered this story and people's reactions to it was thinking they're down there. They're hoping someone finds them. How are they conserving air, right?
3: I can't even imagine. That's terrifying
1: and just the, the the horror of knowing for days they're never going to find us they're never going to find us how are we going to survive and right. and having to live through that so it appears that did not happen because the sub with 5 on board imploded not long after it went into the deep Here's ABC's Andrew Dimbert.
4: Underwater drones remain at the site to gather information. Coast Guard officials concede they face a daunting investigation ahead, and they're not sure if recovering the crew members' remains will even be possible. Meanwhile, critics are questioning the eight hours between when the sub lost communication with its surface and when its support vessel notified the Coast Guard, the company that co-owns the support ship, insists all protocols were followed.
1: All of its protocols, perhaps. But uh, questions do remain this morning about the sub itself, about the company OceanGate, who designed it. We saw him uh, popping up on CNN this morning. A couple of people commenting on this, experts in the field. Bob Ballard is the guy who discovered the wreck of the Titanic back in 1985 on the ocean floor. And he now directs an ocean research center. Been doing this stuff for half a century and says a catastrophe like this has never happened before. We've never had ever in the history of these extreme deep diving programs ever lost a, a vehicle. Uh, so this is the first. And, and so you naturally go to how does this vehicle differ from the vehicles that we've been using for many years? And it did, do, did have a very experimental hull. And obviously that hull imploded. So, earlier on CNN, James Cameron popped up and Michelle's like, What's he doing there? <laughs>
3: right? I Like didn't You were surprised know. to see him. I, d- I just thought he directed the movie. I didn't know he was he an did. expert.
1: Right. So, he directed, of course, the film Titanic, but also has himself made a number of dives like this in doing his research for the film and kind of as a bit of an explorer and adventurer himself. So, he's done these submersible dives to the site. And he, too, just can't believe this happened. The last thing somebody should be thinking about when they get into a sub to pay to go to go deep as a tourist or as a, uh, you know, what do you call it, like a lay explorer, they shouldn't have to worry about the sub that they're in. It, this is just engineering, and it's the 21st century. So a lot of things can go wrong, kind of was his point, and you do accept that risk. But you shouldn't be worried is the vehicle we're traveling in down to this site Going to collapse under the weight of the pressure. Right. Made of experimental materials. Right. And so how do we know that's what happened? Investigators are starting to put these things together, actually confirmed early suspicions that the vessel had been lost days ago. Let's get to, let me see, I've got Andrew Dimbert again from ABC on that.
4: A Navy official confirms to ABC News that an underwater acoustic system heard what was likely that missing sub carrying five people imploding on Sunday, not long after the vessel began its voyage to the wreckage of the Titanic. The Navy says it passed the information onto the Coast Guard, but the search continued to make every effort to save the lives on board. The implosion was detected near the site where five pieces of the sub were found yesterday on the ocean floor, about 1,600 feet from the Titanic. Titanic.
1: Saw a doctor on CNN talking about this with Anderson Cooper, Michelle, and to the earlier point of whether there was suffering, whether there was even any knowledge on the part of people who were on board this, that something terrible was about to happen. Her thought was, if it did implode, as they're saying it did, that it was instantaneous, that they probably never even knew for a second that something was wrong. And then they were gone.
3: Well, just the pressure at that depth. I mean, we were talking off air, like my kids dive to the bottom of an 11 foot pool and their ears are <laughs> yes, killing them. Right, exactly. Like the pressure just, you couldn't stand it. I'm not surprised it would be instantaneous. So it does not sound like, based on multiple expert opinions,
1: that there was any suffering for those on board. Four tourists on board the vessel, the passengers who had paid to be on the Titan submersible, multiple families. Out with statements and reaction. Gio Benitez from ABC reporting on the family of Hamish Harding, who was on board.
4: Harding's family remembering him as a loving husband and dedicated father, calling him a passionate explorer, whatever the terrain, who lived his life for his family, his business, and for the next adventure.
1: So five lost. Ocean Gate founder and chief executive, the pilot of the vessel Stockton Rush, British billionaire and explorer Hamish Harding, whom we talked about there, 58 years old. Pakistani-born businessman Shahzada Dawood, 48 years old, and his 19-year-old son, both British citizens, and then the French oceanographer and renowned Titanic expert, Paul-Henri Nargolet. He was 77 years old. He had visited that wreck dozens of times. Brown Band, your headliner on the American Family Insurance amphitheater stage, day two of Summerfest on the way. Gates open at noon, 55th big gig launching this week. One day down, eight to go in the new Thursday, Friday, Saturday format on three consecutive weekends. Get in free to the big gig today. It's Children's Fest Day. I've done that for many years when I was over at TMJ4 News, where I was always a big part of that action. It was fun to go out and, like, meet people. I never liked signing autographs, Michelle. I thought that was very strange. The kids didn't know who I was or anything. It.
3: But it's an autograph. It's your fun, little, no matter what.
1: Your little glossy picture there. And thinking, I think maybe autograph. Sure. Okay. Aww. That's silly. You find them like littered <laughs> around the park later.
3: <laughs> not on eBay. Right.
1: Yeah, not on eBay. <laughs> Discounted food and beverage items until three o'clock. And nothing to bring. Nothing to wear. Nothing to show. You just get in free from noon until three o'clock. WTMJ's Mike Spaulding with our day two headliners.
4: Jack Antonoff and his band Bleachers headline the Generac Power Stage at 9.30. Tegan and Sarah play the Briggs and Stratton Big Backyard at 10. Electronic duo Sophie Tucker headline the Middle Light Oasis Stage at 10. Cantrums play the U-line warehouse stage at 9.30. So if you agree, have a drink. And Zach Brown band headlines fall, the American Family Insurance Amphitheater at
1: 7.30. And cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio. world. Day two of the big gig. Again, you get in free until 3 o'clock. Gates open at noon today. Traffic is sponsored by J&J Contractors, southeastern Wisconsin's most trusted home remodeler since 1983. Brandon Snide has sports next.
2: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, that's all sports desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers begin the day a game and a half behind these Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central standings, and they will embark on a ten-game road trip that starts tonight in Cleveland to take on the Guardians. Coverage of that game gets underway right here on WTMJ, beginning at five thirty-five. Wade Miley expected to get the start for the Brewers on Thursday night. The twenty twenty-three NBA Draft saw a total of fifty-eight players selected. The Bucks picking two of them, acquiring the draft rights to Andre Jackson Jr. with the thirty-sixth overall pick. From Orlando, in exchange for the 2030 second-round draft pick and cash considerations, Milwaukee also selecting Chris Livingston out of Kentucky with the 58th and final selection. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are facing more questions than answers these days. A team that once won their first 14 out of 19 games now needs help scoring runs in order to keep up with the likes of the Cincinnati Reds. With the Reds winning 11 straight games and the Brewers getting set to embark on a 10-game road trip, could this be a do-or-die pivotal moment for Milwaukee in this part of the season? To answer that question, it absolutely can. The Brewers are sitting a game and a half out of the top spot in the National League Central, and with Cincinnati absolutely red hot, Milwaukee cannot afford to come back home on July 3rd with anything less than six wins on this road trip. But then the question is, what if they don't? Could it lead to the direction the organization disappears Decides to go at the trade deadline one way or another if they win maybe they buy if they lose do they sell absolutely one way or another we were going to find out surely the brewers think they can win the division and they certainly can but if they fall behind the reds and let's say even the cubs who are just two games behind milwaukee things will begin to look a lot different in the brew city as they should 651
1: on Wisconsin's Morning News from ESPN Milwaukee. Joined live now by Gabe Neitzel, who you got remote today. Where are you?
0: Yeah, we're out at uh, Seven Brew here in Brookfield. It's a it's a new drive-through coffee place, um, and and they've got some cool things going on. So it's just off of Moreland Road on the east side of Moreland, really close to uh, to ninety four, and and some cool things that they do. Um, where they want to have they have a Seven Brew Heroes campaign where they recognize uh, different people who cultivate kindness to those around them. And Trina O'Malley is June Seven Brew Hero for her dedication uh, uh, to the uh, children of Team Survivors, and it's inspiring the whole community so tomorrow we're out here today but tomorrow if you happen to be in the Brookfield area swing by to the Brookfield location their goal is to raise seven thousand dollars for team survivors and for each drink purchased five dollars are going to be donated thanks to the partnership that Seven Brew has with us at Goodcomer Brands and ESPN Milwaukee and the Orthopedic Institute of Wisconsin so some really cool things happening out here in Brookfield at Seven Brew Coffee
1: how about a little bring back for the crew here today can I can I light you up for that a little to Thank go for you. us or what
0: what do you mean? Little... Like when when we're like how I open my segment? Is that what you're talking
1: about? No, I mean like when you come when oh, you come back you me to here bring, to the oh, office. Oh, you want to bring some? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A little yeah. What do you to want? go. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah.
1: Talk to Pancake. He'll place our order.
0: <laughs> All right. Place the order. Take a look at the menu. They got yeah. some smoothies. Ashton, our our producer's here with me. He's got some sort of iced. I'm not quite sure what it is, but they got <laughs> ice drinks, does. they got regular coffee, they got smoothies, they got everything out yeah, here.
1: Yeah, he's real fancy. Hey,
0: uh, <laughs> listen,
1: I wanted to talk to you about something that you guys were talking about on your show, uh, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, earlier in the week, and it's a sports story, but it's not to me. High school sports are about so much more than the athletic competition themselves, and we had the WIAA state. Uh girls' soccer championship playing out over the weekend. And there was a girl for Kettle Moraine who was not allowed to play in the championship game. Is that right, Gabe?
0: That's correct. So this really got me fired up earlier this week, Vince, because I, I was a three-sport high school athlete. Yeah, sweet brag, right? But no, I, I just remember how important those games were to yes, me. Yes, every one of them. Um, yeah, and, and this was a state championship. And this girl is a junior. so And she was one of the better players on Kettle Moraine. And, and to me, it wasn't even about... Kettle Moraine and their opportunity to win the state championship because now one of their best players was sitting it was about this individual who did absolutely nothing wrong and was the opportunity to play for a state championship was taken away from her so the story is that in, in the state semifinal game the day before she was given a yellow card toward the end of the game and the WIAA has a policy where if you have three yellow cards in the state tournament series you end up getting an automatic suspension. Well, she was accidentally given a yellow card in a game earlier that happened on May 30th. Like a really early, you know, first, second round game, whatever. The official wrote down the wrong number 11 when they were playing Madison East and they won the game like six to two. And it's up to the coach who then has to protest that yellow card and it was obviously accidentally given to her. They had video evidence, and the W, once they realized that this had happened, because they didn't even realize it happened until the morning of the state championship game when the WIAA notified them that this individual would not be able to play, they tried everything that they could, tried to show WIAA video evidence, hey, this is her not getting a yellow card in this game. And to me, the WIAA had the opportunity to do the right thing, and they decided not to do the right thing. Because this was a mistake that was made by by the official who's who's contracted by the WIAA. Yes, I, I guess you could say there was a, a mistake made by the coach. I don't blame the coach that much because this person didn't go back and look at, oh, we won the game 6-2. to two. You're not thinking, oh, we probably accidentally got a yellow card that I need to clean up here. Right, no, you're why not would you think that? About that. Exactly, course. exactly. And- so, so the WIAA had a chance to do the right thing, Vince and they didn't, and that's what upsets me because this girl did absolutely nothing wrong and then she couldn't play in the game.
1: And so just to back up, if you don't know soccer, what Gabe's talking about here, the yellow card is like a penalty, and it's a substantial penalty, and it, she had been mistakenly written down as the the player who got that penalty. So you're absolutely right. The WIAA could have reviewed this that morning. And I think that the takeaway from that, too, if any of your kids play sports, you know the WIAA has a monopoly on high school sports. They're the governing body for our high school sports, and we count on them. I hate nothing more than when people are lawyering up trying to litigate every little thing about Uh kids in sports. I don't like that, but we have seen a couple of these situations, Gabe, with the WIAA where they just refuse to listen and they refuse to use everything that's available to them to review some of these things that are really important to the athletes whom they serve.
0: It's an they. I, I know this because I did the Catholic Memorial Games um, on 94.5 ESPN up to the state tournament. And when you do state tournament games, there are a list of reads the WIAA requires you to do. And one and one of them is talking about education based sports. What's the What's the educational lesson we're taking out of this? When the adults screw up, the kids suffer. And here's the the cherry on top <laughs> yes. of this, Vince. The cherry on top that really just made me go off multiple times this week on our show was at the end of the game and then they have the ceremony where they give the the trophy and the silver medals they refused refused to give this individual a silver medal at the end of the game didn't give it to her like she went through the line with all of her teammates and when it was her turn for someone from the wia to put a medal over her neck they shook their head no and they didn't do it
1: uh, well, I'm glad you guys that's are covering. That's
0: petty. That's vengeful, and that's BS from the WIAA.
1: Well, keep the heat on, my friend.
0: I'm sorry. I, 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 every time, like every time, this keeps coming back up. I just get so mad. I get so mad because you're supposed to be the adults in the room, and they just refuse. Like you said, they refuse to listen. They refuse to do the common sense thing, and they refuse to do the right thing nine times out of ten.
1: Thanks, my friend. Have a good time at the coffee shop there.
0: Will do. Uh, make sure you get Ashton in your order. I want to make sure you know we bring back good stuff for you guys. That
1: we're taking care of. Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on at 7 a.m. this morning.